0: Hello and welcome to our teaching series on education in a church. And in this series, we are uh, looking at the interwoven nature of education and ministry. We're looking at how we can utilize uh, educational strategies in order to accomplish Jesus's ultimate goal of multiplying Jesus-like disciples. So we've been looking at uh, one main part of this series. We've got like three series in one, if you like. And we're looking at the biblical undergirding of, of this education and equipping in the church, and we looked at the priority that the, the demands that we uh, pursue developing people and educating and equipping people uh, in the church. And then we began over the last couple of sessions looking at the purpose of equipping, the purpose of education, the purpose of development in the church. And we reached this point that leaders in their equipping and the church in its growing must strive for nothing less than. Than full Christ-likeness. That's Paul's instruction to the church in, uh, in Ephesians uh, chapter four. And we looked at this Christ-likeness as um, composed of three primary dimensions: being who we are, how we see ourselves, and how we're being uh, you know developed over time, our knowing, and also our doing. We looked at being in our last session. And today we're going to briefly look at what Paul says about our doing, our behavior. Ultimately, what he's saying is the maturity happens or the building up of the body happens when we all reach unity in the faith. And then he keeps going saying to become mature and that reflects on that as attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Like we are to live out the way Jesus would have lived if he lived in our context, if he lived in our family, if he lived in our neighborhood, if he lived in our uh, environments. So what would Jesus, uh, you know, how would Jesus behave in those environments? And what's critically important is that Christ-like maturity is expressed in the entire book of Ephesians in two primary divisions, the first uh, three chapters Paul speaks uh, to the church about their beliefs, about their doctrine, about the orthodox doctrines that they need to embrace and their position in Christ. Then from chapter 46, he turns his attention uh, to, to their behavior, to their conduct, to their duties, and saying to them, "'Based on the reality of who you are in Christ, I'm now inviting you to walk worthy of that calling.'" to walk uh, usually means a lifestyle Uh, it's it's how we it's it's how we conduct ourselves it's a manner of life and here in 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 chapter four starting from verse 17 uh paul turns his attention to our ethical um, manner our behavior and he divides the section into two parts first paul exhorts the believers to walk no longer in their old sinful lifestyle. So saying, let's put... A, a stop to the old way that you've lived because this is a, a new era this is a new chapter this is a new existence and then for the second part of chapter 4 Paul reminds the believers of the moral instructions the ethics uh, behind their life that is being transformed by Jesus and uh, when they re- when they first believed they were instructed right away and I, and I just would love to uh, put in a little reminder That conversion, the way we put it as conversion or salvation, is not divorced from a lifestyle that means when you when we see someone come to know jesus we call it evangelism or whatever you you like to call it it's not it's not it cannot be separated from a life that is lived out that resembles this identity look what he says the moral instructions that they received when they first believed he reminds them that when he first came to them and they came to Christ, they had an immediate moral instructions as to their, 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 their lifestyle. Here is in uh, glimpses of, of that particular section of the chapter. In, in Ephesians 4, starting from verse 17, it says this. Paul says, So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. That, however, is not the way of life. That's verse 20. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and you were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. Have you noticed the two equations, the two parts in the same equation of a new life? Yeah, Paul is saying to them, hey, you need you need to just leave the old lifestyle behind you. I understand that's how you used to perceive yourself, but no longer. And Paul was familiar firsthand, uh, familiar with this concept of being blinded to his past and being open to a new future. You see, when Paul went to persecute the Christian's at uh, taking the road of Damascus and and, uh, to Damascus and trying to, you really, he's got letters from uh, uh, religious authorities. He was the persecutor of the Christian sect. But when he encountered Jesus, uh, he was blinded for three days. He had to forget about his old lifestyle, no longer to be that soul that persecuted, but adopt a new lifestyle to be Paul, that is promoter of the faith, who lived a brand new way of life. Uh, A commentator puts it this way, Paul focuses on the practical, day-to-day ramifications of their movement from futility, darkness, estrangement from God, dullness and despair, To what? To the experience of constant spiritual renewal and recreation in the image of God. Essentially what Paul is saying is this, you need to let go of the past which you were living according to the your own image you, that inherited the, the, the lifestyle the desires the thinking that you inherited from your from from your forefathers you know represented in the sinfulness and the fall of Adam and Eve but now you are being recreated there's an allusion to uh, to, to to the um, uh, the account of creation in Genesis saying you are being recreated in the image of God now you're being restored into the very image that you were created to bear. So live according to that. That's the ramification that Paul is talking about uh, in in Ephesians chapter 4. The building up of the body needs uh, to to be Christ-like, which is aligned to the way they lived their life. You were taught, Paul continues, with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. A brief remark, notice here the element of desire. Desire, what we want to become, really influences and motivates and fuels how we live our lives. So if we have a desire of the old self, Adam-like, it, we're going our de, our desire is going to lead us to live a manner of life that is consistent with that but now we have a new mind a new attitude a new desire to be more like Jesus to be to represent the image of God that Jesus represented beautifully and perfectly we represent that obviously with imperfection on this side of eternity uh, notice that he says, put off and put on using the metaphor of clothing and that metaphor of clothing was very familiar to the readers and to the ancient uh, uh, people of the time that it speaks of a different existence so to speak look how uh, commentators describe it that change from existence as an old human being to existence as a new human being Paul urges his leader, readers to live in a way that is consistent with with the new identity in Christ. The being concept of being Christ-like influences our desires. Yes, that's what I'm going to become. That's what God created me to be. I love to be like that. That fuels my energy and determines how I live my life consistent with the image, consistent with that identity. The new humanity that is built up onto Christ's full stature, as Paul said, adheres to the new set of values and moral standards. Basically, it's a godly conduct that is consistent with the qualities of the new self. It's a godly conduct Conduct that is consistent with the qualities of the new self. So here our practices, our lifestyles, our behaviors get aligned, get aligned to our new self that is created uh, to be like God in righteousness and holiness. So our doing becomes the second dimension, the second component of our maturing, our building up, the reconstruction of ourselves to be more like Jesus. In our next session, we're going to look at the third component and that's our knowing. So we talked about being. Today, we looked at the doing, the lifestyle. And next time, we're going to talk about the correct doctrine. Until then, be blessed in Jesus.